All right, guys, here's another announcement for UFC 300. Holly Holm. Holly will be taking on the only person in U.S. history to win back-to-back Olympic gold medals in judo. The UFC has officially signed Kayla Harrison. Kayla's 16-1 with 12 finishes. Her takedowns, her ground and pound are nasty, and this will be the first time she will be competing at Bantamweight. Probably the biggest shock announcement of UFC 300 so far, and it is Kayla Harrison signing with the UFC and coming away from PFL. Clearly, she wanted to come over to the UFC and really cement herself as one of the best fighters in the world. But one of the craziest things about this is it's a 135. I mean, I, I, I do think it's great. You need a shot in the arm really badly for 135. The question is, is how is she even going to make that way? She's made 145. She fought for LFA a couple years ago. That was the one where I can't even remember who she fought, but she just massacred the poor girl. There's literally footage of her going like afterwards where she was like, whoa, that was that was even a bit much for me. But yeah, she she struggled to get down to 145. She looked okay. You know, she didn't look like super gaunt or anything like that, but an extra 10 pounds we saw what happened to Chris Cyborg trying to go down to 140. I mean, this is somebody who was on average 20 pounds heavier than the 135. You know, like Ronda Rousey, obviously, there's a lot of parallels with her judo backgrounds. She was on average 20 pounds heavier in her entire career. That's a tough one, man. Well, the crazy thing as well is like, when is UFC 300? April. Yeah. April. April. April 13th. She fought, she fought in November and she weighed 150. And now she's hoping to drop down to 135. When we do look at uh, fighters that have dropped yeah. down from 155 to 135, who have we got Frankie. There? we got Frankie Edgar, obviously, notoriously. But you could argue as well that Frankie was oversi- uh, was undersized to 155 yeah, yeah. as well. Similar Classical. guys to like, you know, BJ Penn is that they were, that was the, the smallest weight class that they had in the UFC. So if you go and fight in the WEC or you fight in the UFC at a higher weight... There's been some other guys like Asun Sao, you know, he fought at 155 at the start of his career, beat Hawaii Masvidal at 55, you know, and then eventually became a 135er, but like he's a small guy. Like I think maybe George Roop was a similar situation. Oh man. There's a few other guys who, oh. who have kind of done that. I mean, I think Faber fought a lightweight at one point as well, you know. And it's over a long period of your career as well. It's not like Frankie just went from 155-pound champion as like, right, I'm going to drop down to 135. This was a slow progression to that point. Several years. Yeah, several years to get to that point, to get his body conditioned to make that that weight. But what you're looking at is a a solid 155 in Kayla Harris. She's got a lot of muscle. A lot of muscle. she's jacked. So, So that's the question, right? Like... The, surely one of the best ways for her to cut that weight is to drain that muscle as well. Take that muscle down. And will that severely affect her against someone like Holly Holm? It's interesting as well that they've just decided to offer Holly up. I would say sort of sacrificial lamb. Again, it's almost like replaying the Ronda, well, to uh, me, the Ronda Holly fight again. Well, they've been on such fumes with Holly since that. Like, um, Jack's like, I think, put this on Twitter. And honestly, I couldn't answer the question. He was like, name five of Holly Holmes' best fights. Most of the good ones I can think of are her losses. Yeah. Like Misha Tate getting that last second RNC. Betchkehaya. Betchkehaya. Yeah, Bechkehaya. that was the only other one. And it's, but it's Betchkehaya. Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. it's not fighting any of the champions that she went up against. The Her entire career just been living off of 193, which is... Crazy. I don't know yeah, I because mean, she lost to Shevchenko, lost to Nunes. But, but um, like, Holly Holm is like one of the most decorated women in combat sports ever. 
Like, True. I don't really care if she wins or loses. She has an incredible legacy that very, very few women... You do care if she wins or loses. You care how the fight goes. You you care about all those things. Like when she fought Rocky Pennington underneath Conor McGregor and Donald Cerrone, the crowd was booing like crazy. Yeah, but I just, Everybody cares. I just mean in the context of her, her career. It's like, this is why I don't think it's that dissimilar because to me, she is like a, a Robbie Lawler of, of that uh, division. You know, And they gave Ben Askren Robbie Lawler when he first got to the UFC, a veteran That's of the division. That's a stretch, my and God. That is a massive stretch. Yeah. Why? Name five of her top performances. I don't see how that has anything to do with... you. Why do you love Robbie Lawler so much? Well, I don't... Because he has <laughs> so he many... I don't think... Yeah. You could name top five really yeah. easily. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, no. It's fine. I still don't really... I still feel like them giving... Every title fight that guy was the, the, in. The but that doesn't the really have the any The difference here as well is that they offered Ben Askren up to Robbie for Robbie to decimate him. They threw Ben into a fight that they thought Robbie was going to fucking kill him. Whereas what they're doing with Kayla, they're setting her up beautifully with a woman who is the most decorated combat female of all time, or whatever you want to call her. And she's an overwhelming underdog against Kayla because you you would imagine that Kayla's just going to go in there, take her the fuck down. Have you seen the odds? Yeah, they're in, incredibly in Kayla's in, in favor. Like minus three thirty. But the point is, I don't think it's that dissimilar for me in that regard. Like uh, the new, the, the champions from another organization is coming over. They're giving them a veteran UFC staple that win or lose will be like fine for them for her entire UFC run. I feel like the UFC consistently put Holly back yeah. into these fights so that she could desperately recreate what she did to Ronda. Yeah, but it was just she was the right person at the right time to come and expose Ronda's striking. Yeah, I think there's a lot more to it than that, in that you had an athlete that was so veteraned and could execute a game plan. And you put them with Greg Jackson, who is going to come up with a great game plan for, for Ronda. And then you have someone in Holly Holm who can stay composed and calm enough to execute the strategy properly. And there that's was, what she did. There was a and lot. Lo- loads of other girls were not able to do that against Ronda. You know? There was loads of things going into that fight as well. Ronda had, what, that was her third fight of the year. She was doing on the top films of, and yeah, stuff. doing the films. And also, like everyone on the fucking planet were giving her this like full sense of security yeah. in her striking yeah, as well. People true. were saying that she could beat fucking Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. She, she was put on the front cover of like Ring Magazine. You know, I, I don't want to sound too disparaging here. Holly Holm is an absolute legend what she's done. Like you said, she's one of the most decorated athletes in, you know, not just MMA, kickboxing, boxing, several sport world champion. But, you know, the thing is, that was literally 2015, we're in 2024 guys that one year that's 10 years since the that is crazy and it does show it's kind of a a marker an indication of where the division is right now as if you didn't see it in the last title fight it is a massive indication of this is who we're going to test one of the most decorated athletes to never fight in the ufc that people have been hyped about joining for a long time I mean, if you're if you are to say anybody at 135 that has star power, maybe Misha. It's just coupled that with and with a 135 pound debut. That must be a mistake. Well, no, it's they, just they, surely, they. It just shows us that they do not care about featherweight, and it's not going to come but, back. But, like. but, but like, it, that's not the point, though. Is that how is she physically going to do? It? But it's, it's also strange because we know Holly can make 145, and she's fought for the belt yeah. at 145. Well, honestly, so why I not? Think it's it's going to get to a point. And where... we have no 145 champion. If you yeah. want a champion, Kayla Harrison's right there. Like yeah. you can fucking throw a belt on her. But, but that's the that's the thing, right? It's like I think we're going to build up to UFC 300, and mm. 
it's just gonna we're gonna forget that it's 135 and all of a sudden it'll be 145 as well i mean why don't they just make it for the vacant 145 women's title it's not like there's other people waiting to fight for it but they're probably not because they probably leave in that division alone right i don't like, know it's always like dana has this weird thing against catch fights these days uh, catchweight fights, I should say. I don't know why it just doesn't do that, you know? Let's try that experiment. I mean, it worked out horribly for Cyborg, but at least give her a stepping stone. Give her, you know, who knows? This might have been her idea. We might find out in the next couple yeah. days that she was ready to go down to 135. She knew 145 was dead and she wants to be champion. That's it, nothing else. But it doesn't really, it, it defies logic. And it, the thing that would make a ton of sense is to just do a catchweight fight, which Dana has, for some reason, thrown out in the last couple of years. I mean, maybe, Holly, maybe Holly didn't want to take a fight with Kayla Harrison at 145. Maybe. She said, no, that, that's not going to happen. If you if you want True. me to fight her, it's only going to happen at 135. Yeah. But mm -hmm. if it's not yeah, Misha, then Misha, then who? Or, or I don't know, does she need a win to get to the belt? I feel like you could just throw in the state of the division. You could just give her a title shot. Uh, like. Realistically, yeah, you definitely could. Yeah, like what is the point of her coming into the one thirty-five pounds division? Is it literally just the legacy of the belt? I think it's because they're, they're, they're not doing one forty-five anymore, dude. I think that's what it is. Yeah, they're just like now nah, we're done. Yeah. I think if there's any uh, way of saying it without saying it in a you know screeching red light blinking way. This is them saying this division is done. So we're going to make fighters who weigh in at 155 <laughs> put their lives in danger to make a weight class that is only still just sort of like swimming in shallow waters. It's so shallow. Let me ask it, you about this. Like, it's did terrifying. They, great it's so bad let, for the fighters. Let me ask you this. Did they even want to make 145 in the first place? They had Chris Cyborg come over and they didn't let her fight at 145. They wanted True. to make a fight at 135. But she so couldn't do it. I don't think they even wanted to do 145 in the first place. She they do did it. And now, you know, that division's dying. It's like, are we just going to repeat ourselves or be well, like, they this time? Honestly, they should have, have they should have retired it when Amanda smacked Cyborg around the head, and uh, and that's when they should have retired. They basically, did she only yeah. made one more defense after that? I yeah. think so. She yeah. she had a few. Spencer did all right as well. Not all right, but she survived. Survived. Well, then yeah. Spencer was just just quit after that. She was like, you know what, this is bullshit. Really, you're not getting yeah. me any fights. Like I'm done. Well, let's assume for a moment that at 155 she doesn't cut any weight. So then 145 doesn't seem that much of a difference. Then it's a question of where do those extra ten pounds? I mean, come you're from? you're right. If her walk around weight is one fifty five, and she literally just turns up to the scale, jumps on, and goes, "Thank you, thanks very much," then you know there is a possibility that she can get. Because I feel like Ronda walked around at like one fifty five. I don't know, dude. She's jacked. She's, she's pretty big. Yeah. yeah. And if you see Kayla in real life as well, when she sat around the table with people like Henry Cejudo and like Habib Nurmagomedov and 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 even Justin Gaethje, she's the fucking same size of those guys. Yeah. Like, she's the same yeah. fucking size as, yeah. like, Habib. Big 155 men. Like, she's ginormous. I just feel like we're going to be in a situation where people are going to forget about the 135 thing. We're going to get to UFC 300, and the fight will be at 145. Or a catchweight at 143 but, but like, or something like that. Like, <laughs> I just feel like the UFC don't want any part of that. But it doesn't matter, because she physically cannot, maybe cannot do it. I mean, we'll find out, I guess, but, yeah. like... I. I feel like if they were going to do that, they would have just booked it at that. I like to think title. she's insisted on this, and yeah, it's yeah, not maybe. the UFC just yeah. being like, "Are you sure?" Yeah. <laughs>
prove your loyalty yeah <laughs> to do this it. brand yeah. Yeah, do it i just think that the ufc don't want anything to do 145 otherwise this would have been made there 100 like there's no reason not to. if they were yeah. like we want to keep the 45 division going they could easily have put her it's in there a day, it's shot. such a dangerous place for kayla like both like physically and her career wise to accept those terms and say to the UFC, I'm I'm sure this isn't the first time that she's had talks with the UFC of coming in and 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 fighting in the UFC and and them putting up their hands and say, look, we are not doing 145, we're not doing 155. The only divisions that we're doing is 135 down. If you can make that, then great. If you can't, then you know, sorry. So Kayla's she's got herself in this situation now where she's like, shit. I really want to cement my legacy in the UFC, win that UFC belt. There's a roundtable discussion on Anatomy of a Fighters page. And it's with, like I said, Henry Cejudo, Justin Gaethje, Habib Nurmagomedov. And they're all discussing who the most accomplished athlete is there. And you have Henry with his gold medal. You have Kayla with her gold medals. And she is actively making... Uh, the the argument to say I am the most I've got two Olympic gold medals but the rest of them are just like yeah but you haven't got these and they were showing off their UFC titles and I think that's probably plagued her career it doesn't matter how many yeah. millions of dollars that I've won yeah. it doesn't matter how many PFL belts that I've won I have not got a UFC belt and now she's in that corner the kind of tail end of her career where it goes maybe she comes in she has what one or two fights against Holm and then the champion and then she's off into the sunset so that's one argument for why she would want to do it but also what what is the harm if we've learned anything in the last couple of years it doesn't matter if fighters are shop worn as long as they have some sort of name people will scrounge them up for boxing fights bkfc and they'll make a killing off of it so what is the harm of just doing a featherweight fight was the harm, uh, you know, I, I suppose for Holly, it would be a harm for her to do 155. That'd be too much. But what, what's the harm in just saying, let's have a feature fight that people would want to see at a weight that they can both comfortably make? What is the actual harm of that? Like, why doesn't, I, I don't know why. Danny used to do catchweight fights all the time. Like, what's the harm of being able to say, yeah, we can we can make this fight one time, just like we did for Vitor Belfort and Rich Franklin back in the day at 190 pounds. They used to do this all the time, and it did really well for them. I even think that was a main event. It was a major attraction when they used to do some of these catchweight fights. I, I mean, you know, Anderson Silva used to go up and not even fight for a title at 205 all the time. There's nothing wrong with a feature fight at a different weight that complements both fighters. Or at least, you know, again, creates that stepping stone to get down to one I've just looked up Holly's boxing record and she's got titles in multiple weight classes I don't know what women's welterweight is well MMA and grappling sports are a lot different that's true in general from kickboxing and boxing that's true there's yeah. a less there's less emphasis I mean most of that comes from wrestlers mm. you know I mean like there are wrestlers that have died in high school in the United States from weight cutting it's such an endemic part of the grappling sports and it, don't get me wrong, tons of athletes like Gervonta Davis has missed weight in boxing. You know, like some of the biggest athletes in those sports have also missed. But it's not as endemic an issue. It's not as profoundly, you know, involved in every aspect of the sport like it is for grappling and MMA, you know.
So uh, we're actually reducing the price of our memberships for our Hall of Fame levels, which gets an exclusive live chat and all kinds of extra bonus content. Your name in a video. Your name in a video. That does happen. All kinds of stuff. Um, we even give uh, some people that come up with some of the ideas shout outs in the video so you get mentioned by name so yeah if anybody's interested in supporting at a higher level you're just a fan of the channel uh whatever it is this is a good opportunity because we're reducing the price from 14.99 a massive massive discount